Vishnupadaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Shamaniti Namane Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pacharine Nirvise Sasunyavani Paschatarine. We're going to continue with our discussion on the topic of Yoga Maya. And Yoga Maya basically from what we're discussing can act as we know it acts to cover Krishna's identity both to the non-devotees and to the devotees, for the devotees to bring them closer, for the non-devotees to satisfy their need to, or, yeah, we could say satisfy their need not to know, not to understand Krishna. But we're also reading a Yoga Maya potency works in other ways. It's a, it's a spiritual potency, and ultimately it works as Krishna wants it to work. You know, in creation... Um, or in Leela, or in any way, because Parashya Shakti Vibhidaivishriyate, he has many potencies in them. And everything is done through his potencies who personify themselves, <coughs> who are persons, and then they can act in any way that he wants. Because if you were God, you would do the same thing, right? You wouldn't do it yourself. And Prabhupada says, even Ordinary people, if they have enough wealth, they don't do it themselves, they hire people. So you can say that through Krishna's multivarious potencies, multifarious potencies, he's doing many, many things as he likes. And so what we're learning by reading from Prabhupada's books about Yoga Maya is that it acts in different ways according to the necessity of the situation. So you can't, you can try to stereotype that energy, but it's hard to stereotype something spiritual because it's dynamic. It can work in different ways. So that's what we're learning by reading. Hare Krishna. And I have a meeting afterwards, and I need to eat something, so you have to watch me eat. For better or for worse, I won't have time to eat. And I didn't eat much yesterday, and it's cold out. My stomach is saying, feed me. So that's what I'm doing. So please excuse me. One of the... Um, one of the confusing points was how we see that yoga maya... Bhagavad Gita 7.25 is covering the non-devotees. And we say, hey, wait a minute. I thought it was Maya, Maha Maya that covers the non-devotees. Well, we told that, well, we explained that Prabhupada said, in Arjuna's case, he was in Maya, but he was put in Maya by Yoga Maya. <laughs> and Prabhupada said, well, the, the Maya that he was in is not really Mahamaya as we know it, because he was put in Mahamaya not by his own volition, but by Krishna's will. So it was Mahamaya, it was Yogamaya, but it, it was working in this case to illusion him as if he were in Mahamaya. And so one thing we understand is that Yogamaya, one of the things she does is she covers Krishna's position. So Arjuna, as he mentioned, he was forgetting Krishna's position. 
thinking him as a friend, he offered those prayers. The, I believe the 11th chapter, yes. I treated you as my friend. We would sit around and talk and so forth. Now I see who you are. I saw the universal form. So it's good that it's good that Arjuna didn't understand Krishna's exalted nature because that helps the relationship. But this particular situation, Krishna wanted him to be in a certain state of consciousness. So sometimes we see similarities in how Yoga Maya and Mahamaya work. And here in the Gita, Krishna says, Yoga Maya Samantritaha, for I don't manifest myself to everyone. I'm covered by my Yoga Maya. So then you would think, well, if, if everyone's covered by Yoga Maya, then that would attract them to Krishna because Yoga means connection. But that's that potency now Krishna uses so people won't understand his position. He hides from them. That's what they want, and that's because what it's because what they want. Then he says, Okay, that's what you want, that's what you get. We use this potency. This is the potency I use to cover my position. So that here I am, you see me, you know about me. You don't deny that I exist. It's not atheism. It's it's not putting you in a, in the in total illusion as Maya does. Maya will do that to you in a different way. This energy will just cover me. So you'll look at me and you have no idea who I am. So Yoga Maya covers Krishna personally. his personal position, right? Now, I have to check. I asked Nadia, of course she's probably here, where we left off. Alaska, 10, 13, 35. So I'm going to bring that up while I'm finishing breakfast. So bear with me. So, we're in the 10th canto now, and we're in the 13th chapter. And this is where I believe Prabhupada ended his translation. But, don't worry, because in the, tr- in the translations given by Ridai Nanamarsh and Gopi Pranadana, they're citing references from the Acharyas, and they're very interesting references. Some people may feel like, well, it's not Prabhupada. Prabhupada used these commentaries, so. Very interesting commentaries, I find. But you'll have to bear with me. I don't normally do this, but I was doing something this morning which I couldn't stop. And um, I can't eat after class because I go right into a meeting. So 
I beg your forgiveness. I try to keep you entertained while I'm eating. It's not normally what's done when you're giving class. But we're making an exception. So this is, we're reading, what we're reading is from the Bhagavatam, 10th Canto, 13th chapter, text 57. This is the verse. The Supreme Brahman is beyond mental speculation. He is self-satisfied, existing in his own bliss, and he is beyond the material energy. He is known by the crest jewels of the Vedas by refutation of irrelevant knowledge. Thus, in relation to that Supreme Brahman, the Personality of Godhead, whose glory has been shown by the manifestation of all the four armed forms of Vishnu, Lord Brahma, the Lord of Saraswati, was mystified. So this is the Brahma Vimohan Lila. What is this, he thought? And then he was not even able to see Lord Krishna understanding. What is this, he thought? And then he was not even able to see Lord Krishna understanding Brahma's position, then at once removed the curtain of Yoga Maya. Brahma was bewildered by Yoga Maya. So Yoga Maya adapts to the Leela as as is needed. Excuse me. We're almost finished. Brahma could not understand what was going on. Krishna took compassion and said, okay, we'll remove this covering of yoga maya. Then he's going to understand at that point that he made a big boo-boo. Don't, don't try to play around with Krishna. Brahma, this is the purport, Brahma was completely mystified. He could not understand what he was seeing. And then he was not even able to see. Lord Krishna, understanding Brahma's position, then removed that yoga maya covering. In this verse, Brahma is referred to as Iresha. Ira means Saraswati, the goddess of learning, and Iresha is her husband, Lord Brahma. Brahma, therefore, is most intelligent. But even Brahma... Lord of Saraswati is the goddess of learning. So if you're married to Saraswati, in theory, you're as smart or smarter or you're close to her. You're qualified to be her husband. But even Brahma, the Lord of Saraswati, was bewildered about Krishna. Although he tried, he could not understand Lord Krishna. In the beginning, the boys, the calves, and Krishna himself had been covered by yoga maya, which later displayed the second set of calves, and boys, were Krishna's expansion, and which, and which then displayed so many forearm forms. Now seeing Brahma's bewilderment, Lord Krishna caused the disappearance of that yoga maya. One may think that maya taken away by Lord Krishna was maha maya. So here's, here's where we get the confusion. You know, maha maya, yoga maya. Because it seems like, okay, Brahma's bewildered, so it must be Mahamaya. 
One may think that the maya taken away by Lord Krishna was Mahamaya, but Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur comments that it was Yoga Maya, the potency by which Krishna is sometimes manifest and sometimes manifest. So that's <coughs> why Krishna uses the word Yoga Maya in the Bhagavad Gita, I'm covered by Yoga Maya. I manifest or not manifest by that potent. I manifest the way I want. I cover myself according to necessity by Yoga Maya. Mm. Generally, when you're dealing with Yoga Maya, you're dealing with Krishna personally. He's there, but you're not understanding. The potency which covers the actual reality and displays something unreal is Mahamaya, but the potency by which the absolute truth sometimes manifests and sometimes not is Yogamaya. Therefore, in this verse, the word Aja refers to Yogamaya. So that confirms the explanation. I'll read that again. The potency which covers the actual reality and displays something unreal is Mahamaya. But the potency by which the absolute truth is sometimes manifest and sometimes not is Yogamaya. In other words, sometimes manifest means you can see Krishna as he is and sometimes you cannot see him as he is. But Krishna is there. So you're still seeing Krishna, but just you're not seeing his actual position. Mahamaya, there is no Krishna. I'm Krishna. Krishna is a mythological figure. Okay. Next, we're going to read from the 10th Canto, 25th chapter, text 19. I believe this is from the purport. It is confirmed in the Hari Vamsa that Sri Krishna picked up the Gobardhan mountain with his left hand. Sadritta Sangato Meghar Gahi Sayena Panina Sadritta Sangato Meghar Girihi Sabyena Panina. With his left hand, he picked up that mountain which was touching the clouds. According to Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, when Lord Krishna was preparing to lift Govardhan Hill, a partial expansion of his Yogamaya potency named Sang Harika temporarily removed all the rain from the sky. So now it gets interesting. Partial expansion of Yogamaya. This morning I read one of the gopis, Chitraleka, is sometimes considered a partial expansion. Just to confuse you a little more, maybe. or It's meant to clarify it, but it could confuse some of us. Krishna has a potency, and the potency can expand into different personalities for different functions. The Yoga Maya potency. Okay, you're all you're all in the Yoga Maya office. You're all representatives of Yoga Maya, and you have different functions. 
Interesting, right? I'll read that again. According to Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, when Lord Krishna was preparing to lift Govardhan Hill, a partial expansion of his Yoga Maya potency named Samharika, Harika, Sang Harika, temporarily removed all the rain from the sky so that as he ran very swiftly from the porch of his house to the mountain, neither his turban nor other garments became wet. Okay, we we learned something very important here. There's a porch in Krishna's house. Which definitely proves porches are bona fide. So, if you ever build a house or buy a house, know that porches are bona fide. Maybe necessary. Okay, so just imagine you're Krishna. I mean, you're not supposed to imagine that, but for the sake of understanding the Leela, imagine you're Krishna and it's raining. I don't want to get wet. Okay. Some harika. Of course, Krishna just thinks. He just has to think and everything happens. And Okay, no rain. Everything is... All the rain's gone. Krishna goes, runs runs to Govardhan, ends up dry. Ends up there dry. So my question to all of you is, if you were God... Would you allow yourself to get drenched by torrential rains or would you arrange that it wouldn't rain? Of course, the answer is you would arrange it wouldn't rain. So we're not surprised. But what's interesting is that it's the employment of Yoga Maya. Now, we've been discussing how Yoga Maya covers Krishna's position and here... We see an example, and we, we have seen some examples, and we will see more as we read, of Yoga Maya doing something different, like stopping the rain. It doesn't, that, you know, Yoga Maya is some hearty, hearty talk. So, wait a minute, when I signed up for this job, it wasn't to stop rain. You know, what's going on? And I'm not being paid for that. I'm being paid to cover you. No, but as we've discussed, it's a spiritual potency which can be used in various ways. Here's an example. We just saw it. Um, so now we are reading. What are we reading from? We're reading a long purport. 10, 29, 10, and 11. Okay. Everyone, take a deep breath. This is a long purport. I want you to concentrate. I'll, I'll, I'll break it up a little bit. So this is about the sages who are living in probably Dandakaranya forest who saw Lord Ramachandra. And uh, something happened, which if it happened today, they might 
people might think this is weird that men want to become women. Anyway, let's read what happened. Upon seeing the personal form of Lord Ramachandra, the sages who were worshippers of Lord Gopal immediately immediately became elevated to the mature platform of spontaneous devotion just by seeing him. Nice. Automatically reaching the stages of firm faith, attraction, and attachment. They just got in the elevator and marched to the top. Well, not all, not to the top, but close to it. Asakti, they went from Nishta to Ruchi to Asakti. Firm faith, attraction, and attachment. Well, attraction, yeah, okay. Maybe to Bob. It's the wording is yeah, probably to a sakti. Anyway, they went up fast. But they had not yet completely freed themselves of all material contamination. Because these stages there's still some little contamination. It's only on the stage of Prema that's completely clean. Therefore, Sri Yogamaya Devi arranged for them to take birth from the wombs of the gopis and become cowherd girls. So they got promoted to the stage of Asakti, which is one stage before Baba. That's what is being said here as far as I can understand. And even if they're promoted to the stage of Baba, let's say, <clears throat> if they're going into Krishna Leela, then that they must be in the stage of Baba. So they got promoted from Nishta to Baba, by seeing Ramachandra, fast-tracked. They got fast-tracked to Baba. But on Baba, because it's not Prema, there's still some contamination. So then it said Yoga Maya, to satisfy their desire, arranged that they would take birth. So now we take birth as gopi in Krishna Leela, in Boma Vrindavan, on this earth planet, when Krishna appears. So... Now we see Yogamaya is making a specific arrangement. So her job description is not one, just as we're seeing, not just to cover Krishna. That's one of the job descriptions. But you can see it's Krishna's energy. It's a spiritual energy which um, is utilized to fulfill his desires in many ways. And this is... One way it's reciprocating. So let's. Re this is gets gets interesting now. You really, really get to see a insight into how to become purified. Therefore, Yoga Maya Devi arranged for them to take birth from the wombs of gopis and become cowherd girls. By associating with the eternally perfect gopis, some of these new gopis fully manifested poor virag, loving attraction for Krishna, as soon as they reached puberty. So by association. They went there, they weren't completely pure, but by that association, when they be, hit puberty, they at that point, they became pure. This kind of attraction develops even before one meets the beloved. When these new gopis got the direct audience of Krishna and physically associated with him, all their remaining contamination became burned up and they achieved the advanced stages of prema, sneha, and so on. So, um, when you get to prema, then there's various stages within prema. But what's being described here is that when they took birth as gopis, they didn't yet have prema, but that's why they took birth, in order to get it. And 
they got it through association of the eternally liberated gopis or the perfected gopis and then when they got Krishna's association, whatever contamination was left, it was completely removed and then they achieved prema. Sneha is the stage of prema and there are various stages of prema which it's obvious here that that's they were on the train, they were on the prema train and so it was all you could say all downhill we say in English all downhill from there but down it wasn't downhill, it was all uphill but uphill in the elevator uphill in a good way so here's where it gets interesting so everyone sit up straight pay attention students it's going to get interesting I promise it will get interesting well, it's already interesting, but it gets it will get interesting in a different way here. Okay. Are you ready to listen? Okay. I find it interesting. I find this interesting anyway. <clears throat> Even though they were in the company of their coward husbands, by the power of Yoga Maya, the gopis remained unsold by sexual contact with them. Rather, they were situated in purely spiritual bodies that Krishna enjoyed. On the night they heard the sound of Krishna's flute, their husbands tried to stop them. But by the merciful assistance of Yogamaya, the Sadhana Siddhi gopis were able to go forth to their beloved together with the Nitya Siddha gopis. So the Nitya Siddha gopis are the gopis that either have become perfected or Krishna's eternal associates who came down to partake in Krishna's lila to show us what pure devotion is. And these gopis, because they had um, become purified, they are now qualified to go to the rasa dance. And because they're qualified to go to the, because they're qualified or they're coming to become purified, Yogamaya arranged that they never had any sexual contact with their husbands to protect them. Because that's one of the regulative principles. So obviously, in the liberated stage, one the one who's pure does not engage in that. And so they were protected, even though they were married. And that is explained further, how they were protected. It is implied that those ladies were not able... Um, okay, so now, as, as many of you know, in this Leela... Some of the gopis were actually held back by their husbands. Some, uh, these are the, what we call the Muni Chari gopis, the gopis who were, who was Sad Lord Ramachandra. It, it appears that these are the gopis we're talking about, but it doesn't matter because anyone who's come to Bomalila from the conditioned state is now coming because of their purification, uh, because they're pure, almost pure, and they're becoming, they're going to finishing school, so to speak, to become completely purified. And so they're on different levels of purification. And some of the gopis, when, when they heard Krishna's flute, tried to go, but they couldn't. Their husbands restrained them. And as we just read, some of the gopis, when they heard the flute, their husbands, well, we didn't read that, but it's understood that those gopis who <clears throat> are coming from the conditioned state, who heard the flute, were now qualified to join the Rasalila. And because they were qualified, 
lo and behold, by Yoga Maya's arrangement, their husbands did not prevent them, and because they were qualified, they, didn't, they never had sexual contact with their husbands. But there are other gopis who are not yet qualified, and because they were not yet pure enough to enter a rasa dance, their husbands, by the d- divine arrangement of Yoga Maya, not because their husbands were demons, or their husbands didn't like Krishna, but by the divine range- arrangement of Yoga Maya, their husbands prevented them from going because they weren't qualified to go. Interesting how Yoga Maya works, right? Then it's also interesting how Yoga Maya knows everyone and everything. And for us, from our perspective, a lot of this seems inconceivable. And Krishna, just to help us get through this, Krishna says, after he describes his opulence as Arjuna, he said, you know, what I've described to you is just a fragment, so, you know, what's the need of, to describe it? Because we're not, you know, like, we're counting one, two, three, and I have $150 billion. So it's like, what are you going to understand of $150 billion counting $1 bills? 17, 18, <clears throat> 103, 104, $1,006. you are not going to understand it. You don't have to keep counting. It's It's... 150 billion is a lot. It's way more. <clears throat> it's inconceivably more. So that's what Krishna is saying. Saying if you if you think like how is all this possible? This is too confusing. And how could Krishna be aware of all this? Krishna is telling Arjuna, just try to understand. This is like takes about as much energy for me to maintain all these universes as it does for you to scratch your eyelid. With a fragment, okay, it's like a frag. It takes how much energy does it take to do what I'm doing? Uh, very little, you know. You know, you have a fly on your head and you go like that, flick it off. So basically, Krishna's saying, I maintain all this universe is just like with how much energy you would knock a fly off your head, push a fly off your head, <clears throat> maybe less energy than that, or less effort. I don't say energy, but effort. So how is Yoga Maya understanding all these things? Because for Krishna and his energies, it's like nothing. It's just nothing for them. So we have to think in that way. So now we're going to read about the gopis who were held back and why they were held back, and it's very interesting. And it also can explain, or you can see, uh, why we're held back also. It is implied that those ladies were not able to exit because they were held back by their husbands, who were standing before them with sticks in their hands, scolding them. They heard the flute. They're ready to go. And the husbands, you're not going. Stop. You're not going. Although these gopis were perpetually absorbed in love for Krishna, at that particular time, they meditated upon him and cried out within, Alas, alas, oh, our only friend of our life, an ocean of artistic skills of Vrindavan Forest. Please let us become your girlfriends in some future life because at this time we cannot see your lotus-like face with our eyes. So be it. We shall look upon you with our minds. I need some music for this, don't I? Each of them, yeah, okay. uh, It's time for music. Hold on, everyone. This needs some dramatic effect to, to really get this. Actually, I have some I have something. 
on my computer, which I just have to be able to choose the right one. We have the one I did. The uh, I think this is it. Maybe it's called Sad Winds. Alas, alas, our only friend of our life, O ocean of the artistic skills of Vrindavan Forest. Please let us become your girlfriends in some future life, because at this time we cannot see your lotus-like face with our eyes. So be it. We shall look upon you with our minds. Each of them lamenting to herself in this way, the gopi stood with her eyes shut and meditated deeply upon him. So this is setting up a scene and and we will read why this happened and what was the outcome and why their husbands were blocking them. And it should be coming up now in the next purport. If it doesn't come up in the next purport, I will explain it because we're in suspense right now. Among the Muni Chari Gopis, that's going back to the sages, in, who saw Lord Ramchandra, who wanted to take birth in Goloka, Gokula, excuse me. Among the Muni Chari Gopis who took birth in Gokula, those who completely gave up the materiality of their bodies and very early in life achieved purely spiritual bodies were able to remain untouched by any other man. Thus, Yogamaya allowed them to join the Nitya Siddha and other advanced gopis when they went to meet Krishna. So this is, again, Krishna plays his flute, calling everyone for rasa dance, which he did every night, and they were able to go because they were qualified. Other Munichari gopis still retained some connection with the external material body. So that's what we were just reading, that their husbands wouldn't let them go. And the reason their husbands wouldn't let them go is not because their husbands are demons, but because they weren't qualified yet to go. And by being prevented by their husbands, that created such an anxiety in their heart to see Krishna that that at that point they became qualified. They burnt all material contamination. And it said they gave up their material bodies, but it means they gave up any material contamination within their body. So now their bodies were completely spiritual. They didn't die. Other Muni Chari Gopis still retained some connection with the external material material body. But even they, after being parched by the heat of separation from, from Sri Krishna, gave up the material, material materiality. That's a 
hard to say, materiality of their bodies and assumed perfect transcendental bodies, purified of all taint of contact with other men. On the night of the Rasa dance, Yogamaya sent some of these gopis out behind those who had already gone out. Others, who Yogamaya saw still had some slight amount of contamination, she kept back to further purify with the heat of separation. And then she sent them out on some other night. So Yogamaya, it's kind of like, it's interesting. It's kind of like, you could say like a graduation or a promotion at Yogamaya is testing everyone. And she knows the heart by Krishna's desire. Krishna can empower, like Krishna can empower anyone to do anything or know anything if he wants. So if he, like, like say Krishna wanted you or you needed to know what was going on in everyone's heart or you needed to know everyone's level of Krishna consciousness. If that were your service, Krishna could give you that ability that you would just know. So that's Yogamaya's service, so she just knows because she needs to know. So she's qualifying people. And so what we see here is that to enter rasa dance, which you could imagine being the highest manifestation of love, you can't enter it if you have any material separate interest or any material conception or identification with the body. That will not give Krishna pleasure. So yoga maya is making sure that only the gopis that can give Krishna pleasure will go, which means only the gopis who have completely purified themselves of any traces of material contamination. And then they can go. So these so what's being described here is these gopis are coming from the conditioned platform. They're not eternally liberated. Not yet. They didn't come from the spiritual world. They came from this world. And by Yogamaya's grace, because of their desire, they got fast-tracked, which is really encouraging because sometimes we think, well, how will I ever become Krishna conscious? I'm not that, I'm not very advanced. And here we see the desire actually created that situation. You know, sometimes I think, well, how will I be Krishna conscious? I'm practicing, I'm chanting. Doesn't seem like, like I'm on the elevator. Seems like the escalator has, I'm on the escalator and that stopped. And I'm kind of sitting in the same position for so many years, or it seems like the escalator is going backwards. <clears throat> so this is encouraging because it's saying here, if you have a sincere desire, intense desire, yoga maya could fast track you. You know, it's like, I don't know, how should we say what? Maybe an elevator just goes, boom, like super fast. There must be something like that. I'm trying to think if I've ever been on something like that, but maybe at some... Some amusement park or something, you know. So, um, so that's what happened. They got fast tracked into Krishna's lila, but because they were fast tracked, some of them were not quite ready for it. So, what happened? Well, because they were not ready by the agent agency of Yoga Maya, the husbands were there. You're not going anywhere. Oh, I want to go. Krishna's playing his. Can you imagine? Krishna's playing his flute, that means it's time for a rasa dance. You're there, you can go, and your husband's going to have sticks. I'm going to beat you if you go. Hmm. 
Do you imagine the anxiety you'd be in? I mean, think about it. You know, Krishna's calling you to dance with him and you can't go. So that was an arrangement, beautiful arrangement by Yoga Maya to purify them of any taints left of material contamination so they could become qualified to enter the Rasa dance. So now you can say, well, what if I got fast-tracked by some mercy and I got to go to Goloka and Vrindavan, but I was still not pure. I still had some material identification, some material contamination. Well, here we see by Yogamaya's arrangement, she arranged things in a way that that contamination would be purified. So that's encouraging, isn't it? If you if you can get there, pretty good chance you'll get purified somehow or other. So that's what's happening here. So Yogamaya arranges for their husbands. You can't go, and it intensifies their anxiety to such an extent that Bhagavatam describes they gave up their material bodies, which makes you think they just died on the spot, but they gave up any material association, material contamination. Uh, and now they only existed in spiritual bodies, and then they were qualified, not that night, but they were qualified for another night. Now they could go. Isn't that interesting? I think it's quite encouraging, isn't it? Because love, are these higher stages of Krishna consciousness, especially love, um, it it's not something you can do anything to achieve. Sixty-four rounds a day for you know, like let's say twelve years, and on the twelfth year you get love. No, that has to be given by Krishna. So, what you can do is desire it, and of course act in a way that shows that you desire it. But <clears throat> what we're learning here is that the desire is at that stage is everything, and so by that desire, yoga maya reciprocated. So that's encouraging, right? Because you might feel like, how will I ever get this? And um, you know, my practice isn't so great. But at least maintain that ambition for pure devotional service. Don't ever give up that ambition, because if you give up that ambition, then what will yoga might will do? She'll say, okay, you can stay here. Or she'll cover you in a way where that ambition um, doesn't manifest or can't be cultivated. So if we have that ambition to enter Krishna Leela, we have that ambition to be pure, that in and of itself is really is really one of the main ingredients to become pure devotee, just that desire. And then uh, Nectar Devotion describes it. That when that desire hits the point of, I have to have this. Do you ever, you ever like want to get something, you think about buying it, and at some point, it's, it's I have to have this, and you go crazy until you buy it. Where's that store that has it? it? They're sold out, you're calling every store, you drive two hours to another city to get it, you scour every website, it's sold out. You finally found one website, there's only three left, you're like sweating. You know, all of a sudden your credit card doesn't work. You know, some you, know, you typed in a wrong number. Now there's only two left, and I have to have this. So that is something. Something like that mood is is how it's described. Krishna bhakti, <clears throat> bhakti rasa, Krishna Krishna bhakti rasa. That's how you get it by what lolium excessive greed. I have to have it. I have to have it. This. And that becomes the beginning of what's called Raganuga Bhakti, where you become so attracted to a particular rasa, 
in the foot and so attracted to a particular devotee who has a particular taste in that rasa that you want it so badly that's all you could think about that's all I want <clears throat> just as in this world there's so many things we want and we're always thinking about it. I just want to I just want to see that movie I heard so many good reviews I got to see it after work I want to see it so I'm thinking about it at work so that intensity is transferred to Krishna all I want is to enter this relationship then you are good you're in a good position and Yoga Maya will take care of everything. So if we're worried about, will I ever become Krishna conscious? How can I become Krishna conscious? Well, if we can get to this level, just wanting it so badly like the gopis, then we can see Yoga Maya is doing everything, right? Kind of encouraging. Of course, some of you are like, ah, oh, I'll never have that desire. You know, the eternal pessimist in the audience. They win the lottery, $10 million. Yeah, probably someone's going to steal it to me or they'll, they'll send me the check, but it'll be the wrong address, you know, and, you know, someone will sign my name and get all the money, you know, uh, if everything bad happens to me, you know. Ah, the government will take away the money. Isn't it? The eternal pessimist. Ah, I'll never be Krishna conscious. Krishna doesn't like me. Why would he want me to go back to Godhead, you know? So I'll, just, I'll probably just stay here and rot away as a, isn't a cockroach for a million lifetimes. I mean, I'm such a bad devotee, you know. What can I say to those devotees? All I can say is just meditate on what's going on here and you'll see it's not about qualification. It's about desire. All you pessimists out there, write this down. It's not about qualification. It's not about what you deserve or don't deserve. It's about desire. But how can I desire? I'm like a worm in stool. It would be wrong to desire. No, it's okay. There may be no valid reason for you desire for you to desire to become a pure devotee, but you can. Not only you can, you should. But, 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 even my mother didn't love me. Why would, you know, I go back to God and Krishna would look at me and say, get out of here, you worm and stool. No, not like that at all. He's going to say, welcome, worm and stool. Nice to see you. But I'm just a worm and stool. But I love you. And I will transfer you into a gopi. So you'll no longer be a worm and stool. So, um, that's my message to the pessimists in the audience. <laughs> pessimist. <laughs> One devotee, he gave the example of the pessimist. Okay. So you tell the pessimist, wow, it's a beautiful day today. Weather is perfect. Uh, clear skies. What an amazing day. And the pessimist says, yeah, but it's going to rain tomorrow. Hare <laughs> Krishna. So anyway, I think it's obvious from this Leela that the main thing is that I want to enter the eternal Leelas of Krishna. This is what I want. This is the deep down, if you dig in my heart deep down, this is what I want. So I hope all of you, deep down in your heart, this is what you want because if it is, if somewhere this desire is there, Yoga Maya will eventually fulfill it. And if somewhere that desire is not there, then plant it there. Put that seed there. Maybe this pastime will help you put that seat. Okay, so 
I am now going to check you out, find you. Okay, there you are. Um, I was in Word, so I didn't see you. And now I am going to see if there's any comments. You might all have been um, experiencing ecstatic symptoms right now, so you couldn't make any comments because this story, this topic is so um, ecstatic, isn't it? It's it's so interesting, isn't it? Like we're we're conditioned souls here, and we're like studying what goes on in spiritual existence, which is so different from the way life is here. Nice to see you, Badher. 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 Mr. Moon, Soma. I was thinking about you the other day, Soma. Actually, yesterday. What happened to Mr. Soma? He disappeared. So now we're sitting here in this wonderful material world covered with COVID and all kinds of depressed, lonely people. Uh, And... um, We're hearing about um, what's going on in the spiritual world, and um, it's interesting, right, to read about it because it actually exists. And we're going to get there. Okay. Hare Krishna, everyone. So now, I think this this class is going to end up being a discussion on pessimism at this point. <laughs> I just have that intuition. Let's see what Krishna Karshini says. Why, after many years in Krishna consciousness, I still don't have a desire for pure love and I still have hopes for material pleasure? You know, some questions I don't want to ask <clears throat> because I think the answer has to come from you. And you probably know why. I mean, I could give 108 reasons, but they all may not be reasons that are for you. Although I will, I will answer the question. But I think, additionally, any of you who have this question need to answer it yourself. Like, why? It's a beautiful question to ask yourself. Why don't I have? What's wrong with me? So let's finish her question. I still have hopes for material pleasure. Why experiencing so much suffering? I still have hopes that I will find happiness in the material world. Well, it's um, one thing you could say, uh, like Krishna told Arjuna, "Ridaya dhorbalyam," the weakness of heart. Like, why? Why is your heart so weak? It's a weakness. It's a, but. Let's go a little deeper than philosophy. And maybe we could look at this as a resistance. I'm resisting this. And so behind every resistance, as we know, is fear of discomfort. Because most fears mean I'll be uncomfortable. Like if you think, oh, I couldn't do that. Why? Because I would feel uncomfortable. Or what kind of uncomfort? Well, maybe I would fail and everybody would laugh at me. Or maybe I would just fail and I would laugh at myself. Or maybe I would hurt myself. So, behind resistance is a fear. And fear means I would 
I would be out of my comfort zone. I don't want to do it. It's just not, there's no, it's just, yeah, it feels uncomfortable, right? So then we could ask the question, what about surrender is uncomfortable? And that's, that's another question you, you could ask yourself. What about surrender is making me uncomfortable? And then we could be funny, although this is true. We could say, well, if I surrender, then I can no longer be God. Hmm. Is that why I resist it? Maybe. Why am I resisting surrender? Because then I'm surrendering my position of thinking somehow or other, like you say, I can enjoy. That's God's position. So if we, if we were to reword what you said for the sake of this example, we could say, why am I afraid not to, to give up the false conception that I am God? Or to be more blunt, we could say, why am I afraid, why am I afraid to stop playing God? And just surrender to God. Well, that's refining the question a little more clearly. And again, you have to answer that. But ladies and gentlemen, if you surrender to Krishna, then you have to stop playing God. And maybe there's some little resistance to doing that. Maybe just a little bit. I don't know. You decide. Maybe a little resistance to not being God. Because... That's out of my comfort zone because I've been playing God for so many lives. To not play God is really uncomfortable. And I feel quite insecure because if I give up my false notion that I'm God, it kind of feels like I'm losing control of my life, <clears throat> which is, of course, an illusion. Because just the concept that you're playing God means you're not in control of your life because that's all coming from false ego. And you're trying to be God, you're not. So that's pretty much out of control, isn't it? And those who let Krishna control their life are really better at controlling their life than those who think they're God, right? I mean, Harani Kashipu, he didn't do a good job. And no one's as powerful as Harani Kashipu. So if you're thinking, well, I'll be happy if I can become God, you can't compete with Harani Kashipu. Look what happened to him. So... You know, I think uh, we're uncomfortable. Not, you know, it's just like, I surrender to Krishna, then uh, what do I control? And what do I enjoy? And, you know, I'm just a blade of grass servant, a piece of dust at the feet of my guru. Ah! <laughs> and Bhakti Siddhanta said, in his last statement to his disciples, he said, our ambition has become a particle of dust at the feet of Rupa. A particle of dust, oh my God. <laughs> I think I joke, I joke. The newspaper reporter comes, so what's the goal of Krishna consciousness? It's to be a particle of dust at the feet of Rupa Goswami, at the feet of my guru. And they're looking at particle of dust at the feet of my guru. Oh my God, you know. Are you brainwashed or what? So that's scary, right? Krishna Karshani, <clears throat> me Krishna, me Krishna Karshani, Margojata, the one and only Margojata, become a piece of dust. Are you kidding me? A piece of dust at the feet? Are you kidding me? You know who I am. That's it. That's <laughs> that's why we don't want to surrender because I have to be a piece of dust. That doesn't actually like suit me so well, you know. It's not 
Prabhu, it's not really my nature, you know, to be a piece of dust. You know, I like to be in the center. You know that, right? I mean, you know, I like to be like the center of attraction. When there's a party, I like to be in the center. There's a program, I like to be on stage. I like to be in front of people. You know, I like to act and I like to sing. And I just like, this particle of dust stuff, eh, not for me. It's not my cup of tea, you know. That's the problem. We want to be center center stage. Okay, I know that I should just surrender to Krishna. I know that would make me happy. I know I'm suffering. I know, I know, I know. But somehow or other, I just can't get off center stage. That's the problem. So I'm playing with Krishna Karshani, but we all have the same problem. Isn't it? Now, Krishna Karshani, the goal, the symptom of advancement in Krishna consciousness is that I love being a particle of dust. That's my goal, is to be dust. That I, I have dream. What did you dream about last night? I was dreaming about dust. Really? Why? I was dreaming about dust at the feet. I, I was dreaming I was a particle of dust at the feet of my guru. It was an amazing dream. And then I woke up and it was just like, wow. What a dream. When was the last time you had a dream that you were a particle of dust at the feet of Rupa Goswami? Uh, Prabhu, I never had a dream like that. I dreamt I was enjoying the opposite sex. I had plenty of those dreams. I, I dreamt I was, you know, flying in the sky, you know, the, controlling so many things. But particle of dust at Rupa Goswami's feet, uh, you have dreams like that? I never had well, if that's your desire, you'll have that dream. So, so Krishna Karshani, you need to write on a piece of paper. The goal of Krishna consciousness is to become particle of dust at the feet of Goswami. Wallpaper that every square inch of the wall in your room and pray for that, meditate on that. And one day, one day, you're going to wake up and you're going to think, you know, I just want to surrender and be a particle of dust. That sounds really much better than trying to like resist surrender and be center stage. <clears throat> so now Krishna Karshan is saying, hmm, easier said than done. Okay, I agree. But still, you have to bait yourself. Like this is the goal. This is it. This is where we're going. You're on the train going to Particle of Dust Junction. Don't jump off. Don't jump off the train. Don't resist being on the train. Particle of Dust Junction is a really nice place. Just have, you know, don't have negative images about it. You're actually going to like it. Believe me, it's a good place. You know, I know you can't be God there, but it's okay. You'll make it. You'll get through this. Don't worry. You'll you'll actually like it better than Be God Junction. Can't surrender junction. It's much better than those places. So, you, so at least intellectually, you need to be there. And if intellectually you're there and you meditate on it and you understand that's the goal, that's why I've been chanting Hare Krishna for the last 30 years, not to become the center of attraction, but to become a particle of dust. That's it. You know, if you don't like being a particle of dust at Rupa Goswami's feet, you are in the wrong movement. You better move to Hollywood and become 
number one star actress or you know rock and roll singer because if this this Iskon train is not going to Hollywood it's going to Particle of Dust Junction yes so now that's just kind of like a basic outline for you and then you can fill in the details you know you meditate on this and it's it's important to understand these concepts philosophically, like, okay, this is the goal of every great devotee. The ones who are like merged in the ocean of nectar, they they are the particles of dust at the feet of their guru. And the ones that are suffering, like anything, like Hiranyakashipu and Ravan and so forth, they're the ones who want to be God. So, you know, hmm. Maybe Krishna Karshani, you could have a picture of Ra of Hiranyakashipu and then a picture of the lotus feet of Mahaprabhu and paint a little dust, particle of dust on it and you can meditate and go, okay, basically these are my two choices in this life. Hmm, which one is better? Hiranyakashipu, huh? okay. You know, it's got a lot of money, got a lot of girlfriends, yeah, one point is good. A lot of girlfriends, two points. Got a nice palace, looks better than my house. Three, he's got some, it's got a lot of servants, I don't have any. Huh. Hmm. But he was miserable. Hmm. Let me figure that one out. He was miserable, huh? Hmm. He was full of bad qualities of rage and hated him so bad he tried to kill his son. Hmm. Uh, I don't really want to be that way. Hmm. Particle of dust. Okay, what is a particle of dust? Well, if you're a particle of dust, you get to experience Mahabhav or various levels of prema, ecstasies, unlimited bliss. Unlimited happiness, unlimited realization, unlimited life, dancing with the Christian. Hmm. Hmm. Particle of dust. Forget it. I don't want to imitate him. Okay, particle of dust. That's for me. Okay. Sign me up for particle of dust. I want to do that. So by looking at both long enough, just even if your heart is like, yeah, but you know, I want to enjoy, you know, I like chocolate ice cream and pizza and I like like everyone to like me and I like to dress up and I like, you know, okay, whatever. We're just humans. But at least theoretically understand that particle of dust is better than Hiranyakashipu. So whose path should we follow? So when you understand it and you get it in your head, then you can get it in your heart with all without all this resistance because the resistance will start to fade when you understand intellectually that particle of dust is better than Hiranyakashipu. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm voting for the particle of dust. That's where I want to go. I'm getting on the train, particle of dust junction. I'm not getting on Hiranyakashipu Loka, that train. Then I decided not to. Better I go to particle of dust junction. And you just tell yourself, I will be happy there. Convince your intellect at least first, and then everything will follow. So I hope that helps. Hare Krishna. So, What's the name of this class? <clears throat> Take the train to Particle of Dust Junction. So this is from Shamanandini Dasi. How can we understand that our desires here, much of the time, are actually desire for serving Krishna, but somehow it is covered with material things? Because if you strip down these desires for material things, and took away all the contamination, all you'd have left is the desire to serve Krishna. 
That's it. It's actually simple. I, uh, it's a desire that gets perverted. So when you deperverted, it, although that's not a word, unperverted is probably the word. When you, what's the word? What would be a word for unpervert? When you, you take the perverted desire, you re, you restructure it so it's a natural desire. You take the perverted desire. Well, the example is light going through a prism. Then it's broken up into different colors, or light going through a colored glass. So. Just take off the colored glass and then you get the white light. So take off the glass off your desire. It's reflected through that glass. Take the glass off and there it is. So it's the same desire just being reflected through a lens. That's all. And so Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, cleaning the mirror of the heart. Clean, 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 clean. That glass, that light bulb is dirty. You know, it's so black. There's no light. Cleaning, cleaning, little light, little light, little more light. So the light's there. Your pure desire is there. It's just covered. That's how we understand. Does that make sense? Cover. Somehow it's covered, yeah. And so somehow uncover it with Krishna consciousness. Claudia Ortiz Infante. Ortiz Infante. Dijo. Thank you so much. Uh, may Sri Radha keep you in her divine lotus feet forever. Thank you. That is where I want to be. Marco says, We should desire to desire that intense greed of loving Krishna. Lolium is truly a special gift. A precious spiritual emotion. Tatralolium. You need... That's it. Well, anyway... Lolia means, you could say Lolia means greed. In this sense, it means greed for Krishna consciousness. But just like Shamanandini's question, Shamanandini, if we don't have greed for Krishna, we'll have greed for chocolate chip cookies or whatever, you know. Greed for new saris. You know, greed's there. You can't stop it. So why not have greed for Krishna? And the less we have greed for material things, the more the greed for Krishna will come. So, Krishna Krishna says, the story that not yet liberated gopis showing that to get purified they went through suffering. They wanted to meet Krishna, but because they were not fully pure, they could not. So it means they were suffering like anything. But not suffering like a dog, like we do. His purifying process always have to be painful. Yeah, but the pain is blissful. You know, it's like every time, excuse me for stretching, every time, every time you read about suffering of separation, we're thinking, oh, it's so painful. Why do they have to suffer? Why is Krishna making them suffer? But then you read further and you understand that suffering is actually making them more Krishna conscious. So understand it this way. If you are intensely thinking of Krishna, what happens? Because Krishna is Anandamaya Vyasat. We are Anandamaya and he, uh, Krishna is the source of Ananda. Anandamaya, full of Ananda. The spiritual realm is full of ananda, ananda rasa, 
Mataya Ananda rasa mataya manujas. How does it go? Well, ananda chinmaya rasa pratitavitabis. Abhirya eva nijarupatala rupataya kalabi. Goloka eva nivasat akilab mabuto. Go in the mari prusham. Tamaham bajami. I was just working on that song last night till like 11.30 at night. Actually, to be honest, midnight. Which is something I try to avoid. But if I had to work, I promised myself I would work on this song. The the um, Brahma Samhita song. So. Anyway, Ananda Maya Rasa, uh, full of bliss. So, if we, if we begin with the premise that spiritual life is blissful, and that anything that brings us closer to Krishna just increases the bliss. And separation brings us closer to Krishna, so it increases the bliss. So it looks like they're suffering. But the way Prabhupada has explained it in the Acharyas, and we know this for a fact, what do you think about most intensely what you are attracted to that you're separated from? That's the most intense meditation. <clears throat> Therefore, separation is the most blissful because it's the most intense meditation on Krishna. Correct? Correct. So, so it, le- it externally looks like suffering, but internally it is like sweet chutney. It's just a little hot. That's all. So the hotness of the chutney is when you're eating, you go, oh, that is so hot. But, but it's so sweet and delicious. Wow, it's so good. I get it. But it's so hot, but it's so good, but it's so, so a little pain of separation is pushing you to more intense meditation on Krishna, and Krishna is not different than thinking of him, so Krishna is present more intensely in the separation. Therefore, it could only be more blissful. But it looks, from our position, it looks like suffering. And Krishna Karshan is saying, if that's what Krishna consciousness is, then I'm not doing it. It's too much suffering. I just want to be happy. I want to live a peaceful life, you know, do a little meditation, a little yoga, eat my salads, and you know, Om Shanti Shanti. I'm coming to Krishna consciousness like intense separation and their husbands have sticks and they give up their material bodies and uh, it's too much. No, it's it's not like, it's not what you see is not <laughs> what you see is not what you get. It's not like that. It's ecstatic. Um, yeah. Hare Krishna. <laughs> So, um, Krishna Karshani says, I know her. I know everything you're thinking, Krishna Karshani, 24-7. So, make sure your mind is under control. Krishna uh, Krishna Karshani, to be honest, it's not easy for me to be humble. Hmm. I think I noticed that before. With my being number one (laughs) mentality, yeah. That's why I told Krishna Karshani, I said, she likes to talk, so I said, we should have a radio show and become the number one radio show in Poland. That way, you can get paid for talking. I mean, if you like to do something, you might as well get paid for it. And you can be number one to satisfy that desire to be number one. And then when you're number one, you're going to send me a, a, an email and say, you know, this, this number one is no big deal. It's just a bunch of people that like don't even know you, that you know, think you're great, but they, they don't know they don't know I'm not great. 
And it's all artificial, and they say they love me, but, you know, they don't. And, you know, I'm over it. I'm over it. So, Krishna Karshani, start that radio show, your podcast. Become the number one star in Poland. And then write me that letter saying, you know, there's nothing to be a number one. It's, there's really, it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not easy for me to be humble with being number one. I'm trying to use my nature to serve Krishna. Thank you for showing me a right direction. I need to be reminded where my goal is. Yeah. You know, we may be whatever we are, but as long as we know what the goal is, then we're, we're okay. Because at least we know. I should, I know, I don't really, I know I should be a particle of dust, but I don't really feel like being a particle of dust. Rather, I feel like being like the number one, this or that. Okay. Understandable, conditioned soul. But you understand the goal is to be a particle of dust. Yes, I understand. I know I need to develop that mentality. Yeah, okay. So at least you know that's where you're going. So, you know, you know, I want to make a profound statement here. Write this down. If you don't know where you're going, you'll never get there. Wow, what a profound statement. If you don't know where you're going, you can't get there. Wow, deep. It actually is profound because you have to know what the goal of Krishna consciousness is. Otherwise, how are you going to get there? Even if you can't get there today, at least you know that's the direction. Hey, Prabhu, where is, uh, how do I get to Poland? Uh, well, Poland is like, it's kind of like that direction, you know, that's east. It's kind of like, Poland's kind of east and a little bit south. So Poland's probably like right over there. Okay, see the Prabhupada's picture? Well, if you go that direction, you get to Poland. Okay, it's not. Exactly, going to get me to Poland. It might, I might end up in Ukraine or Israel or something. But Israel, yeah, I really missed it. Um, I might hit, end up in Lithuania instead of Poland or wherever Germany or something. But that's the general direction. So, so you may, at least you know, the general direction is particle of dust more humble than a blade of grass. That's the general direction. How specifically, what street I take to get there, that I will learn as I go. But as long as you know that, you're okay. And, um, yes. So, and pray for it. And, you know, and you can even pray, Krishna Karshani, I, you know, I know I should, my dear Lord Krishna, I know I should be a particle of dust, but I'd like to be number one, and I know that's the wrong desire, and, so I'm praying to you that I could have the desire to be a particle of dust, but not too soon. Just, you know, don't do it all at once. Just, you know, slowly, slowly, you know, just get me ready. Be tender with me. Uh, I know I should have that desire, but, you know, and that's what I want. And, you know, just help me, but be gentle, okay? Thank you. That can be your prayer, Krishna Krishna. <clears throat> Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna, we should... We should do a. Uh, we should start our own channel, and you could ask me all these questions, and I could have fun making jokes. It would be the funniest Krishna conscious show ever. Okay, so Shaimanandini says, "I like the example you gave about taking the colored glass away and let the white light come through. It makes sense. Yeah, 
Chetodarpanamarjanam. That's the 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 meaning, more or less. That's it. It gives the example of a mirror covered by dust, but a light bulb covered by black tape. How does your heart feel? It feels like a light bulb covered by black tape. Pretty dark, but the light's there. Just get the tape off. Gerda says, maybe our suffering is mostly because of material desires and because we are not truly sincere, then what we get is pain, externally and internally, instead of sweet chutney bliss. Yeah, not maybe. Our suffering is definitely because of material desire. And that's the ultimate, the ultimate paradox. The ultimate paradox is that suffering is caused by our own desire. Who is the cause of our suffering? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are. That's the ultimate paradox. And so what do we get? We only get the spicy part of the chutney and the sweet part we don't get. We have a question. Tatwa from Peru. How can I recover the desire of seeing Krishna's lotus face? Sometimes uh, when it gets really bad, Tatwa, all you can do is pray. Krishna, please help me. See your face. See your lotus face. Please help me. You know, of course, the answer to your question is read Srimad Bhagavatam, chant 16 rounds without offense, associate with devotees. Worship the deities. Go to the Dham or be in the temple. That's the answer. Be sincere. Don't be motivated. But sometimes... Devotees will say, yeah, but I do that. And maybe I don't do it well. Maybe there's some anarthas within me, some attachments that I, I can't give up. Yeah, so sometimes if you try everything, you know, but I'm really, you know, I'm reading more and I'm trying to chant better rounds and still then get good association. I did and still Okay, that means the attachment and contamination is so strong. There's so much resistance to giving it up. Or maybe it's of an addictive nature. Um, then you have to pray to Krishna. Krishna, I can't deal with this. Help me. And help will be on its way. Kalyana Kaschit. Kalyana Krit, Dugatim Tattagachati. Krishna promises, helps on its way for the sincere soul. So, so praying is powerful because it shows Krishna what you really want. Krishna, I'm helpless, but this is what I want, and I don't I'm and I don't know where to find that desire and that intensity and determination, but I want it. Please help me, please help me. And so what's also good about praying is it, re it reaffirms that desire of yours. Like you're When you pray, you're reaffirming to yourself that this is what you really want because we get covered. You know, we forget that's what we want and then we think we want the latest this or that, <clears throat> but it's not really what we want. We just want pure devotional service. Mama janmani, 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 shri babatad bhakti, hai tukhi, hai I just wrote a, a song for that verse. I don't, it goes like this. I don't want women and I don't want fame. 
And I don't want money to my name. Life after life, all I want to see is just pure devotion to your lotus feet. I just want pure devotion to your lotus feet. You want me to play that on the keyboard? Do we have time? Okay, I'm going to play it for you. Since you asked, I'll play it. It's a really good song. It's a good song. How could I say it's a good song? Lord Chaitanya wrote it. It must be good. Right? Okay, we didn't get to do Kirtan in the beginning, so now we'll do it. I really like this song. Okay, uh, if I don't play it perfectly, please excuse me. And I'm not a piano player, which kind of does make a difference here. Hold on a second. sing because this is what we're supposed to be praying for life after life all I want to see is just pure devotion to your Lord just pure devotion to your lotus That's it. That's the theme song 
for your life. That's the theme theme song. That's the theme song for today's class. Yeah. So I may have told you that I'm each verse with a different melody. So that's the latest melody I've been working on. If any of you want to participate in singing or playing instruments, then you're welcome. I think I need a drummer for this part. Parananda, whatever you hear on guitar. so many musicians out there. We have Marco, we have Paran, Ananda, we have Krishna Karshani, and we have Kriste. We have a whole digital online virtual band. We can make these recordings. And then my other one. Lower than a blade Tolerant than a tree Ready to offer all Respects unto others Not wanting respect for myself but I can chant, chant though constantly I can chant, chant constantly Chant, chant, chant constantly. Chant, chant constantly. Okay. Some of what I'm working on. There are others. But I have to go now. I have a meeting. Nice seeing you all. I hope we learned something today. It's a very beautiful topic, Yoga Maya. And we're learning a lot how Krishna's leelas work. And if we think about Krishna's leela and all the wonderful things, and we don't have to think about politics and sports and the latest trends and all the news and like that. Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Go Pramanandi. Hari, 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 hari. Bolo, bolo. We will not see you tomorrow because I have a meeting, but we will see you on Wednesday or tomorrow night if you like. Our course is at uh, 7 p.m. on Zoom on forgiveness. Hari Krishna.